Hello, this is Jerry Gibson, and welcome to episode 87 of the In Squash podcast. And uh, today, a re- really exciting episode with uh, Ryose Kobayashi, uh, Japanese uh, PSA professional, former national champion out of uh, Japan, and a standout at the University of Rochester uh, under Martin Heath's guidance. And uh, Ryose comes from I guess one of the more prolific uh, squash families out of Asia, his sister, uh, Misaki uh, Kobayashi. She's an eight-time Japanese national champion and player on the PSA Tour as well. And uh, Ryose also, as I mentioned, winner of uh, national championship and a very, very highly uh, decorated varsity career at the University of Rochester where he... uh, and we talk about this on the podcast today, where he won the Skillman Award, which is akin to, uh, well, it's the highest honor, I think, a varsity uh, squash player at the individual level uh, can be given, and uh, he won it. Uh, and then uh, after his four years there, which, again, as I mentioned, uh, he was under the guidance of uh, Martin Heath at the University of Rochester. And uh, before I go on, it was Martin actually a uh, during Martin's uh, podcast, uh, was in my preparation for that, where I came across uh, Riose and uh, Martin had uh, some really uh, great things to say about him on the podcast and also in other uh, publications that I'd seen. And um, it was then that I kind of reached out to Riose and we finally uh, came together for this uh, podcast. Uh, in fact, Martin described him uh, in very... Uh, he had lots of great things to say about him, including that he's one of the more most gifted uh, players that he's uh, seen at the college level. So, uh, but for Riose, he uh, after his four years at the University of Rochester, he took a year and a bit off in the private sector. I think he worked uh, in the on the business side, anyways, in marketing, uh, perhaps uh, with uh, Amazon Japan and did that uh, had a desk job for a year and now uh, now he's on uh, on the PSA tour he hit the ground running and he pretty much hasn't stopped he wants to uh, make up for lost time I think and he's playing as many events as he can to get his ranking up there and if you look at his uh, results uh, right from the get-go he's been uh, beating players uh, ranked much higher than him and um, and he's got a busy summer schedule in front of him as he mentions uh, as well on the podcast so uh, I know you're going to enjoy this one uh, episode 87 with Ryose Kobayashi episode 87 and today uh, we have former Japanese national champion current 276 in the world on the PSA rankings and rising uh, he's played several PSA events this year and and won a few the first of which was the Auckland Open if I'm not mistaken 2017 Skillman Award winner, which is like the uh, the Heisman uh, Trophy for squash in the U.S. varsity uh, sport. Ryose Kobayashi. Ryose, great to have you on the uh, podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, fantastic to have you on. And uh, as I know, um, you took, uh, a- after your, your great four years there at the University of Rochester, you, you took a year off to, uh, to work. I think maybe, I don't know if you're still working, but you're, you were at uh, Amazon Japan, I think. But you just completed your first official uh, year on the tour. So uh, just generally speaking, Ryoshe, uh, uh, how did uh, the first year go for you? And did it go as you expected? Um, well, so I, I, um, I graduated from college two years ago in 2017 May and 
after the summer, I started working and I worked for about 18 months and I switched my career basically <laughs> to uh, <laughs> turn to a squash pro. And uh, it's been so far about four months. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So the last four months, it's been really, really fun overall. I mean, like I, I expected this, but I didn't expect my life as a pro to be this what's it called exciting and like i i feel like i'm living in the moment all the time and it's been great so far yeah uh, I, I can really tell that i mean you you're really active on, on social media which is great for us because uh, we don't get to see a lot of the uh, a lot of the squash on on the, the tv aside from the really big 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 events uh, and you you like to uh, to post your your matches on facebook live and I've watched a, a fair few of them, which is uh, I'd like to thank you for that as well. <laughs> oh, cool! Thanks for thanks for watching it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you did. Uh, I was going to bring it up later on, but uh, one of a friend of this podcast, uh, Nick Sackvi, uh, I've, I've had on a couple yeah. of times, and uh, you you uh, had the match against him. Uh, I think it was in Toronto in the final, and uh, that was a really good match. Yeah, he was. He was. Unfortunately, he um, I, I couldn't. I couldn't cope with what they call like his his pace. Game game. Yeah. He was so fast and quick, and I just couldn't follow what's called. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a quite a. Uh, I think he's got a really, really interesting game because he seems to be. He seems to play at such a. He puts a lot of pressure on you, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Fast pace, slow and hard. Yeah. Like sort of like you though. I mean, that, that's kind of your. Uh, I've seen you play, and you you play at a very up tempo, attacking, fast paced game. Not quite, maybe a little bit different from Nick, but in sort of uh, the same way. Sort of, yeah. I guess the base is the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the first year, uh, your first four months on tour have gone uh, well, and uh, maybe better than you you expected in terms not only of results but just how you feel. Now, before we get into that, um, and we spoke earlier about this, uh, I, I know a little bit about Yokohama. That that's where you're from. So we're gonna take a look back. Uh, uh, Yokohama is nearby Tokyo, um, and just wondering how, uh, at a young age, how did you get your start? Uh, in squash, uh, I mean, squash is not one of the uh, the popular sports in Japan, uh, I would say. Yeah, usually baseball and soccer um, is are the most popular sports. Mm. Yeah. So, um, well, the way I got into squash was um, really fortunate, I guess, really lucky that um, I had my my dad played squash and racquetball, both sports. Oh, great. As, as his hobby, I guess, um, after work. And, you know, the, the sports club he used to go to had both, um, had three courts, both racket sports. And um, one day he decided, for some reason, he decided to take me and my sister um, to the club. And we actually started to together um, racquetball first, uh, about two or three months, just mm -hmm. to get used to hitting the ball. It's yeah. easier, I guess, yeah. than squash. And then, but for some reason, my father was determined to switch to squash. And um, 
yeah, was very passionate from the first day um, to us. And he always tells us, he always tells us that he was, he kept on dreaming about, you know, making us number one in Japan. Uh -huh. Yeah. As a junior. So yeah. Yeah. I was very fortunate. Yeah, definitely. It's, well, it makes it uh, easy if your if your parents are into the game. That's how I I sort of got got my start. I think a lot of us uh, who played as juniors may have gotten their their starts that way. And uh, your sister, you mentioned her. She's also uh, I think eight eight or nine time uh, Japan national champion uh, as well. I think she won this year, didn't she? Um, she no, the last year she won was I think two thousand seventeen. Okay. And, um, yeah, 2017, since, right? Yeah, yeah, 2017. And since then, um, yeah, Satomi Watanabe. Right, right. World, uh, sorry, current Japan number one. In, yeah, winning the tournament. Right. Now, uh, I guess uh, you had a relatively uh, a decent junior career, which enabled you to, uh, to get recruited to, at the University of Rochester. So, you played, uh, I guess it would have been from 2013, Ryose, to 2016? 2013 to, yes. yes. 2016 under uh, Martin Heath at the University yeah. of Rochester. So you had four amazing uh, years there. So firstly, uh, before we get into that, um, what made you or what, what led you to bring your, your talents to, uh, to the University of Rochester? Um, I guess... So first of all, I wasn't determined to go to college in Japan. Um, I wasn't very interested for some reason um, mm. in general. So the only option for me at that point was either going to pro or going to college in the States. And I think Martin, um, I think I've, what to call it, I couldn't instant instant connection i guess um i thought i was going to do well under him um when we when we talked and um and the program of university of rochester really suited me in a way that i thought i could study what i am interested into mm -hmm. and, and that's uh you're you're you studied, I think, marketing or business. Is that right? Business, yeah. 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 And uh, I, I forgot what the program is called, but they only require students to take English writing course as like a minimum requirement of, of the class, not like the liberal arts school where you have to take lots of different classes in general. And okay. that, that fascinated me. Mm. Yeah. It's a lot, was, lot less hectic for you. Yeah. 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 I, I thought I could focus on squash and what I wanted to study. And yeah, I thought that would, that would be like the most efficient way of getting a degree in the States. So it worked out. And of course, Martin Heath, I really like him as, mm as a coach, as a person, as, as a friend. And, um, yeah, I think it worked out really well overall. Yeah. He was, I mean, 
when I was really, I think squash sort of hit the internet and hit the sort of became more visible right around the time when he was playing, when he played against Peter Nickel and Jonathan Power. And uh, during that time, uh, obviously I'm, I'm Canadian, so a big uh, Jonathan Power fan. Uh, and uh, actually one, uh, one guy pointed out, a guy who listens to my podcast, he said, I bring up Jonathan Power's name in every podcast. I don't know. I don't know why, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I did it again today. So, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was part of the, the real sort of back then the, the, the squash was, was fantastic and you got the chance to, to work closely with him. He was one of the more, uh, I guess cerebral guys out there, very thoughtful as as a player and uh, and a great player at that. So, did you have any connection with him prior to uh, to going to the University of Rochester? Um, I don't think so. We, uh, nothing before we started talking in the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I think one thing I still remember is that I actually won the uh, Scottish Junior under 19 and he um, when I told him in the, the Scott okay initial, yeah <laughs> yeah the initial uh, stage of the recruitment process he, he was really happy about that <laughs> okay yeah he, yeah yeah for sure that, that, that would have made him uh, yeah very happy to have uh, the Scottish Open junior champion on, on his team uh, had you had any uh, significant spent any time in America prior to uh, going over there for college? Uh, not at all, actually. Yeah. I just um, think it was my first time when I was 17 that I played the U.S. Junior. Okay. That's when I started looking at going to college in the States. And, yeah, so I played that year and the following year, two years in a row. Yeah, that's it, basically. I didn't. I did not live there. I did not train there. So, right. So that must have. Uh, I guess your time there must have sort of uh, given you a vision, perhaps, to to take on the opportunity uh, to study over there, having yeah. spent a little bit of time there. Sure. Yeah. So uh, now I remember your your name came up when I had Martin on on the podcast. It was about a year ago. And I think I, I kind of reached out to you that at that point shortly after it. And uh, so what, what was it like having him in particular coaching you during those four years, having such a high-profile, prolific, professional player, uh, the likes of Martin Heath, uh, guiding your squash career uh, for four years? I think the, the whole four years was very... Hmm. Very feeling. I don't know what. I don't know if this is the right word, but feeling for me hmm. as a squash player and a person uh, being coached under him. Uh, first of all, his technique. I mean, I mean, I don't think anyone would. would what's it called? Like, I, I think everyone would say that his technique is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the way. The way he developed his own technique and how he applies that to his players was amazing. I it was really easy for me to understand what he was coaching us, and um, I think I, I think I um, 
developed my techniques overall in four years, throughout the four years, um, towards his way. And mm. um, so I started using lots of wrist. Yeah, well, yeah, he always had lots of wrist, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> um, I always tried to imitate, but he's, I don't know, I still can't figure out how he does. <laughs> right. Yeah, but I tried to imitate and tried to do... Um, try to have the same swing and I think that's that's the biggest part I learned from him but all about the deceptions and holds and um, basically efficiency of you know both the both the swing on the forehand and backhand um, <laughs> yeah. well, that's one thing I, I noticed in the games that I've seen you play uh, when you have time you're very quick onto the ball but then also once you once you're there, it's unpredictable because you do uh, you too, do tend to uh, use your wrist a lot when you have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I liked ever since I was I was little. Um, I liked being a little bit tricky, deceptive, and uh, mm. quick and slow both um, on the court. Um, I think, but but then I think Martin um, definitely to go sharp in that style of my game mm. and um i really liked it the the way he the, the style of the game he taught me and all those all those other teammates and um yeah for some reason people um after spending all my teammates including myself after spending four years with him we kind of play a similar way and swing the similar, <laughs> yeah, in similar swing, move similar way, and yeah. it's pretty funny. Like people yeah. naturally absorb over the four years. Yeah, yeah. disciples of of the coach, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. Well, he uh, actually, well, he described you uh, on the podcast as an unbelievable uh, talent. But he also tells me that uh, you, not only did he have an impact on you, but you had an, a positive impact on him in terms of his coaching and uh, in terms of perhaps some of the, the changes that you might have uh, wanted to see him make in his uh, coaching. Um, uh, could you, so uh, I'm sure you might know where I'm going with this. Uh, yeah, what, what, so in what way do you think you influenced Martin? Because you come from... A culture maybe of squash that maybe Martin hadn't been uh, hadn't seen or heard or hadn't been exposed to before so in what way do you think um, you impacted Martin because I know he, he says that you did hmm. um, I would say so Japanese culture overall um, quite well known as Know, being very got disciplined um, time in, in terms of especially in terms of timekeeping um, and grow, growing up in Japan playing squash was pretty tough because we are sharing the court like limited amount of court um, with so many people and sometimes even right now uh, mm. When I was in Japan, I could only get 40 minutes a day um, with three or four people 
Um, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. And after waiting for an hour or like 80 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very tough. And um, since we grew up that way, we, I was very used to getting the, the most, literally the most out of however amount of time we have. And, yeah. and yeah. Um, well, that, that's the way it should be, right? When you go on court, always play your hardest and, and uh, do your best in the time that you're on the court. I think that's the, the, the thinking we should have anyways, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I also felt um, in college that I was obsessed with that way of thinking. And, and one day I, I think I, <laughs> I said it too, <laughs> what's it called? Too, um, too harsh to Martin. Too harshly, yeah. 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 Too harshly to Martin about um, how we should be applying that in, practice at college because we have so much to do um other than squash you know classes um homework and we're basically busy yeah it's got to be tough to balance all of that isn't it it's really tough to balance out and we only had about an hour and a half every day Mm -hmm. session and we were really trying to and trying our best to win the national championship so yeah i think that that moment when i, when I spoke to him a little bit too harsh uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of had a conflict um yeah um, after that but yeah I, I i felt like we've we worked together um and found what's it called like the common ground yeah yeah like the prime point i would say um yeah and ever since ever since then i think the team overall you know had a positive effect um in terms of yeah getting the most out of the 90 minute session um in five courts sharing with 13 people so so yeah, I guess I guess you brought you brought that experience uh, with you from Japan. So uh, you know, even though you had that little bit of a conflict there, probably it turned out for the better for for the team because, as you said, uh, I mean, ninety minutes is not a lot of time given what you're playing for. Yep, ninety minutes of hitting and physical work is actually it's not enough time. No. Yeah. I mean, you could do 90 minutes of uh, physical work and not play at all. Mm-hmm. That's what people do these days. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or either way. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, and I guess the team overall always had and still has the, the ambition and, um, to, um, to win the national championship every year. So, yep. I think we, we just wanted to make the team better and better every day. Well, and you guys came quite close, didn't you? Uh, you, you, did quite, uh, you did very well at the, the national level. And as I mentioned earlier, you won the highly sought after uh, Skillman Award. Uh, so what did that mean to you to uh, 
be honored with, with that award, uh, the Heisman Trophy, uh, Heisman Trophy being the, uh, the football uh, trophy they give to the best uh, player in American football on the collegiate circuit. You won the squash's version of that. How did that, what, what did that uh, mean to you? Um, it meant a lot to me, um, especially receiving it in the end of the last season. Um, it gets awarded for seniors every year um, who shown sportsmanship, sportsmanship with a um, high level of academic um, in, in the academic field and squash. So those three were the things I most focused on in throughout the four years. And Martin had a really deep effect um, in me as growing as a person and having sportsmanship on court, on on and off the court. And um, yeah, it was it, it was the most honorable award for me mm. I guess um, I, I actually felt e even happier uh, receiving it than uh, getting a, an offer from <laughs> from the from the company I worked for <laughs> because it, it was like a pure reward for yeah yeah for all the all the hard work I put in in four years so yeah Absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, it's a it's a high honor, and you you should be uh, should be proud of that, definitely. Also, at the University of Rochester, you had another uh, a friend of yours, I would imagine from from Japan, Tomotaka Endo. He also played uh, in Rochester. Yeah. Yeah. So did he? Did he? Did you guys go together, or did he? Uh, did he sort of follow in your footsteps, or vice versa? There. Yeah, so um, I came in a year earlier than him. Mm -hmm. Yep, and um, he graduated last year. Okay. So we, we spent three years together as uh, in the team. And he, uh, he's also uh, taken it to the pro tour. I think he, he won an event this year, didn't he? He did. He, um, it was at, I think it was last October or November mm -hmm. um, in Australia. Right. And that, that was the first title ever as a Japanese squash player so so he's, he's been doing really really well yeah yeah definitely uh, it, it bodes well it, it certainly looks good for Japanese squash and hopefully squash uh, throughout the region to have I mean I know there was a Korean uh, guy Mr. I think Ku or Ko Go he, he won an event recently as well in uh, New Zealand um, so uh, things are looking uh, good on that in, in the uh, in the Asian uh, squash scene yeah. hopefully yeah. yeah now uh just getting getting back uh, I'd like to talk a little bit more about this year so it's been a to me anyways a highly successful one for you uh, as you started your pro career so first of all um so you, you've played well above Above your ranking, it seems, in, in just about every event, you're beating uh, guys that are that are ranked above you. So, but let's start first with, with the event in Auckland. Uh, uh, that was your your first PSA title, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's less than a five k. It's uh, yeah, satellite. So <clears throat> I don't know if 
I don't know if it's going to be counted as my PSA title. Well, well it should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a PSA. It's under the umbrella of the PSA, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, after, after being away from squash for 18 months and um, my body was basically, what to call it? not athletic anymore <laughs> right um, but then i i was in hurry of um getting the ranking point higher and higher to get into 5k's and 10k's cons consistently mm -hmm. so i decided to spend a month in oakland and play three, okay yeah play three satellite close satellites um in a row and was managed was able to manage to win win two of them and came as a finalist in the the other one so i think i did i think i did pretty well overall absolutely yeah considering you know the fact <laughs> that i was you've been behind better. a desk for for a few months yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, those are great results, and that's something that I, I noticed uh, once you started playing. I mean, you pretty much, uh, all the, like you said, you're, you're playing in satellite events or 5K events, still getting, uh, getting through even the qualifying in the 5K events and then getting into uh, deeper into the tournaments without having, you know, having taken a significant amount of time off. Uh, that sort of, that I would say, bodes well for, for next year and going forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially with the with the new rules started on PSA last year. I think it was last summer. Mm -hmm. uh, Is that with the Challenger Series rule? You mean? Uh, no, I mean the um, what's it called? They they stopped. Um, they stopped doing the qualifying in tournaments. All oh, right. So yeah, yeah. For a sixteen draw five k, you have to be. The ranking has to meet the top 16. Yeah. And there's no exception unless you get a wild card or PSA invitee spot. So, yeah, I was, I think that made me be more self determined and, you know, basically get stronger and fitter every day. Yeah, that, that's definitely something to uh, to shoot for. And uh, you, you did do well. Like I mentioned, uh, in most tournaments, you're beating guys 100 spots above you in, in the rankings. Now, uh, one of the, the events I noticed you, you posted on uh, Facebook, quite a, a lengthy description of your, your time there, the Mar del Plata uh, event, where I think you got to the semifinal uh, lost, and you lost to Rory Stewart, a Scottish fella uh yep. now you describe that event uh as one of the best squash experiences of your life the squash trip experiences of your life and that you did not and then and that you did not spot a single asian face while you were there uh so first of all uh yeah just tell me tell me about that event and why it was such a, a great experience uh not only the squash but i think maybe even more so the just having uh being able to travel there well, so basically, um, people there were awesome. They they treated me like one of their family, and the city was beautiful. The weather was absolutely. It's a resort town, 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a resort town. Argentina. Yeah, in Argentina. And um, yeah, but on top of that, so, so being on the tour, um, even as a junior, um, going to, you know, international tournaments, they, we tend to just play squash, um, you know, go to the hotel, go to the squash court and have food and repeat that for about a week to two. Uh, but then when I was in Mal del Plata, I was I actually arrived in the town about a week in advance. Okay. The tournament, um, just to see the town, just to see the city, how life over there is like. And um, I got to know lots of squash players, social players from, from a local club. And they, for some reason, they, <laughs> knowing <laughs> that I do not speak Spanish, they still speak to me in Spanish using, <laughs> using limited um, knowledge of um, English vocabularies. And, uh, but that made me feel like I was, I felt like I was at home feeling really comfortable being there mm. um, just because people just approached to me as if I was, I've been there for, for a long time. And yeah, yeah it was, it was really warm. Um, well, that's that's feel, a great feel. That's great to, to feel that. I uh, make, it made yeah. you feel at home and uh, probably affected your squash in a really positive way. For sure, yeah. I I um I actually had a little crowd of um, local crowd. <laughs> Some <laughs> groupies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we. I was. It was just amazing. Um, mm. Anyone I would speak to in the city would use Google Translate, Google Images to describe what they want to tell me, and. Um, yeah, I don't think I would see that in many, many other places. Mm. And yeah, the, the coastlines, the shore was beautiful. Um, yeah, I think, I think the best thing in that town was just how nice people were. Even at res restaurants, um, in the street, at the bars, squash club, anywhere. And uh, you, you also mentioned how, uh, how affordable and cost-efficient uh, it was to, uh, to sort of enjoy yourself there. It sounds like a great place to, to visit uh, maybe on holiday. Or... Yep. yep. <laughs> At the end of the trip, I actually um, thought that, you know, one day I'd, I'd like to move there during, during the summer for like, three to four months yeah <laughs> learn some squash learn some spanish yeah um, and i'm a big fan of steak so <laughs> oh oh yeah what, what's that fan the uh koje kobe uh, steaks in uh in japan in japan yeah the best in the world aren't they yeah it's said to be but i prefer those american angus you know, red meat oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, much more than the uh, Japanese 
you call it, like Marvel beef. So, so it worked out well in that way too. That yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, uh, now I just wanted to uh, say uh, talk to you just a bit about uh, Japanese squash. Uh, we did uh, get into it a little bit earlier, but uh, lately, as as we mentioned, your sister obviously and your your teammate. Uh, at Rochester Toma, uh, Tomataka and yourself and probably a, a few others uh, are doing quite well making inroads in the tour and uh, this year actually in a few months you've got the the first PSA uh, pro event I think it's, in, it's a challenger series event coming up so how excited are you about that and hopefully uh, no hopefully you'll, you'll get into the draw there oh yeah for sure um yeah, we have a we have a PSA tournament, um, 10K tournament in August coming up. Um, it's actually run by um, a, a little squash company, Tomotaka, and uh, two other Japanese players. Young Japanese players have um, built. Okay. Yeah, and. Um, it's really exciting for us, especially, you know, because PSA in Japan, how often do you get that? <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think yeah. The last time we, we had was in Tokyo and... Didn't they have a ladies uh, event one year? A Jap... Uh, I, th I thought think they... so. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's been, been about four to five years, I think, ever since... Um, it's the last one, and the and the event is the the PSA Greetings Championship. Uh, so is that uh, is this in Tokyo, Ryose? Um, it's it's about three hours away. Okay. Um, so it's a it's a town called Isesaki. Okay. Yeah. It's a it's a squash club actually, um, owned by my my sponsor, um, from Technifiber. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they have three courts, a bar, and yeah, basically pretty much everything you could ask for. Like a, like a traditional, uh, maybe what we'd call squash club in Canada, America, or England with, with the courts and the bar and the gallery and the gym, maybe. Yeah, cafe. Yeah. Nice. That's nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fantastic venue. Okay, well that that'll be exciting, and uh, you know, we I hope you go Facebook Live on it uh, again uh, sure. for your matches there. For sure, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I did notice your your so Technifiber sponsors you, and uh, I noticed the other day you back a few years ago I used to use the the Technifiber grip, but since then I've been using Caracal, but. Um, do you uh, do you have a preference? I guess obviously you, you like the Technofiber grip, the, the the new tacky grip. Is it uh, is it quite good? Um, I actually haven't uh, had a chance to try yet. I'm I'm going to going to um, meet him um, after this actually. <laughs> okay, because I was really impressed. I mean, the grips they weren't necessarily tacky. But back, uh, it might have been 10 years ago, it came in that little box that, that you had, though, that kind of cylinder or that, that round uh, circular box with the grips inside it. And, uh, and uh, I was really, I used to use them religiously uh, uh, 
over uh, Caracal grips, but they oh, stopped yeah. making them. Uh, but now this, this is actually a specific squash tacky grip, as they call it. I think they came up with the new one. Um, mm -hmm. And and they recent um, Technifiber Japan, I think recently um, posted it on Facebook and I'm about to try, so I'm excited. All right, well, that's, that's good. Let, let us know uh, what they're like. <laughs> Give us a little review on them. I'm, I'm sure that they, Technifiber always puts, I mean, the string is great, the rackets are great. So no doubt uh, the technology will transfer to the grips as well. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, the, basically the season, the PSA season per se is coming to an end, although you, you've probably got a few things uh, going on, obviously, the greetings championship. Uh, so just to, to end uh, things today, Rio, say, uh, how, what do you have planned going forward and leading up to uh, the 2019-2020 uh, squash season? Um, well, since I, first of all, since I, um, only started playing PSA in, in February. Um, for me, there's no on and off season. Since, right on, yeah. Yeah, so I'll be, I'm actually tra going to travel to New Zealand tomorrow for, oh. for 1K. Okay. Yeah, coming back in about three weeks and going to Australia in July. For two ten k's. All right. Yeah. So well, I'll, you got to you got to do that, don't you, to get the the ranking points up there? Don't. Yeah. 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 Especially because I'm committed to play to, um, the Greetings Championship in in uh, in August. Yeah. So, yep. So that'll be uh, yeah, that'll be fantastic, and you want to be ready for that one, don't you? That's probably been on the radar on your radar for quite a while this year. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, Ryosei, uh, really, really great chatting with you and uh, look forward to uh, maybe even meeting you here. I'll, I'll keep you in the loop in terms of that. I'm sure you might even hear about it before I do, but uh, there's usually a 5 and 10K event in uh, Dubai or Abu Dhabi. So uh, I'll shoot you a message when, that, uh, when I hear about it. But i uh, really love to catch you uh, on court here and all the best in the events leading up to the greetings uh, championship. Thank you. Thank you so much, Gary. Well, thank you, uh, Riose. That was a lot of fun. What a great talent he is. I don't know if you've had the chance to see him play, but there's a lot of footage of him uh, at the varsity level at the University of Rochester. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. And then also, as we talked about, uh, uh, if you go to his uh, Facebook page, uh, uh, Ryose has posted several of his uh, matches on Facebook Live, which is fantastic. Just on his phone, you can see him uh, setting it up before he get, hits the court. And uh, like I uh, like I said to him just before we uh, wrapped it up there, I hope he uh, continues to do that. I saw his match uh, uh, in Toronto against a uh, friend of the podcast, Nick Sackvin. It was a great match. Uh, both guys play actually a, a bit uh, similar in style. Uh, they're a bit similar in style. And but Nick uh, really, really uh, doesn't give you much time to uh, uh, to breathe out there, and that was uh, what Riose was mentioning in his match. But I got to see that live on Facebook uh, through Riose's uh, uh, phone there, and uh, hopefully he continues to do so going forward. He's got a busy schedule, uh, as he mentioned. Uh, I think, as he said, he just wants to get his ranking at a spot where he 
can get uh, automatic entry into a lot of the events, especially, I guess, the Challenger Series uh, events and maybe the 5K events where he may, as if you look through his results, he's had to qualify for quite a few, which he's done. And then uh, typically he's been getting through to the semis in most, uh, most of those events. But uh, in a couple, you can see he's probably uh, gassed by the time he's getting into the deeper parts of the draw. But uh, busy summer ahead for him, uh, especially uh, gunning for that uh, first PSA uh, men's event in Japan coming up in August. So he'll be he'll be uh, really uh, looking to put on a show at that event. So good luck, Ryose. Really, what, what great energy. And uh, all the best to him uh, going forward. And to, to everyone else, thanks so much uh, to all the listeners. Been really... Uh, I really appreciate uh, everyone who's been listening and commenting. Please continue to do so. And also, don't forget to share uh, the podcast with your, uh, with your own particular squash community. Share it through Facebook or just uh, pass on, uh, you know, share it via, the, uh, via Apple or, uh, sorry, iTunes or whatever app you use, Spotify, uh, Google Apps, Google Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, whatever it is. You can share these uh, fairly easily. Really appreciate it. We've got some uh, more uh, really exciting uh, episodes coming up uh, over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for those. Some uh, some legends of the game. Uh, <clears throat> we've got some coaches coming on as well. Uh, and uh, Pan Am games coming up. And we've got a few of the participants and uh, coaches for different teams uh, for that event as well. So, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Play hard, have fun, enjoy your squash, and talk to you soon. Goodbye now.